Greetings from the Be Kind Podcast. We're just one part of the Animal Advocates at South Central PA's mission to create a more compassionate world for all living beings. Today, you get to hang out with me, Joe, Director of Operations at the Animal Advocates of South Central PA, and John, our Director of Media. So this is uh, the relaunching of the Be Kind Podcast, and originally we had done it with Roxy over in her house in West York, but she has... Had the honor of having another baby. Congratulations, yes. Roxy. Yes, woohoo, Roxy, you're awesome. Yep, so her family just got much bigger. She's got a lot more on her plate, and she will still be involved, we hope, because she's great and has a lot of cool insight to offer. But uh, we decided to move the podcast headquarters over to my house, which is in York City. So if you hear any weird ambient noise, it's probably uh, Spanish rap music from a car on the corner or my dog or cat or cuckoo clock. So we still are looking to keep her involved and keep the team together. But as we said, a lot going on in her life. So she needs to really focus her time and energy where it matters most. But John and I, we are single guys without any kids. So we got a lot more. And with this whole coronavirus thing, we have a little bit more free time. So we'll be able to step it up and do some more of these episodes and stuff like that. And yes, we did get upgrades. And you're probably noticing that uh, the quality is a little better. But Roxy did a tremendous job with everything and we love her. So we, we just, you know, we wanted to make it a little bit easier for her uh, with, like he said, you know, she just had a, a new addition to the family. So we're trying to make it as easier for her as possible and also make us even better than we were before. <laughs> but yes, Roxy is awesome. She rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Bad jokes. That's like the third pun of the day. Yeah. I think. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start off this episode with our vegan moment or thaw of the week. And here's something that I thought of, technically not this week, it was probably a week or so before. But one of my favorite movies used to be Lord of the Rings. And then I was doing some thinking, and then I realized that it's really kind of messed up how horses are used in it all the time. And lots of horses die in the movie. I'm sure some horses died making the movie. It doesn't even factor in all the other non-vegan themes and exploitation in there. And then that got me thinking, how many movies can I not watch now with a good moral conscience? And it's really kind of bummed me out. So I'm just trying to find the ethical ground for my consumption of media. Because even something like people eating meat in a movie kind of grosses me out now, too. So I guess veganism has ruined everything I love, John. Your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you bring up an excellent point. Um, but they do have regulations and stuff uh i think i forget who started what organization started it but you know usually at the end of a movie it'll say you know this animal was anim these animals were not harmed during the making of this movie and stuff like that so there is that but there is always a chance that you know something did happen you know but they are usually pretty careful about that but i see what you're saying like you know you see people riding horses and you know making dogs do these tricks and stuff like that it's like yeah it's almost like you you're definitely exploiting them for entertainment so it's like uh yeah it's it's a it, that's a this is definitely an interesting topic um but like i said they try to make sure that the animals are not hurt during that process or you know obviously or killed but i'm sure it has happened at some point and in my mind, too, if there are movies that have already been made and been out for a few years, does it really make a difference if I watch it at this point, as opposed to a movie that just came out Right, has it? Well, I mean, a lot of movies now, are they're really starting to use a lot of CGI for the animals, so there's 
no animals like that movie that just came out with harrison ford i think it was called of the wild or whatever oh, there's yeah. a there's a dog in it but it's completely cgi <laughs> and um so i mean they are getting away from using animals which is great um they're becoming more aware of you know the exploitation so and it's uh, speaking of that one of my favorite movies are the two new godzilla movies that came out mm. and those are all cgi no giant uh <laughs> monsters no. were harmed in the making of those films <laughs> That's that's good news, you know, because I don't want to hear, you know, in the paper or online or something that something terrible happened to Mothra, you know. Well, Mothra did, I think, get destroyed pretty oh. handily in that movie. Poor Mothra. Now, Mothra's a terrible monster. <laughs> and then there's the whole do bugs matter morally thing. But oh, yeah. Let's not get into that. that. That's a whole other so, can of worms. <laughs> Mothra, Mothra <laughs> is very much that. a sentient being. If you know your Godzilla lore, it is a god that is worshipped by the people of i think one of the incan islands it has these two little miniature twins who are the kind of priestesses it's all very very fascinating and if you ever want to talk about please call me and we could talk about it forever and ever because i love godzilla and i'm very lonely another <laughs> thought i just had about this so i read books more than i watch movies mm. and if a book has a very non-vegan theme in it even though it's not technically involving the animals is it still bad because it's promoting wrong ideology well i i mean i guess it would depend on the subject i mean like the actual story <laughs> apparently uh frank had something to say about that i don't know if that picked it up or not but apparently frank is not excited about uh books with animals in it but yeah i mean you're just using your thinking you know you're using your imagination in that process so i mean that's really up to the reader of how they handle that so I guess it's all things in context. I mean, we live right. in a non-vegan world, so if you are, most things will take place in the world as it is, which happens to be non-vegan, so there'll be non-vegan stuff all over the place. So right. I guess trying to find that, again, ethical ground that you're personally comfortable with is always what it comes down to. And yeah, I guess you just got to take it case by case and context by context. Right. That, that's kind of how I feel about it. And the same with, you know, any kind of media like that. Like, I, you, you just got to kind of just take it with a grain of salt, you know? Like, hopefully nothing happened to these animals and hopefully nobody does anything to animals because of the content. So, yeah. Goodbye, Lord of the Rings. I will miss you. <laughs> so now we also are going to do our update on our animal companions. As anyone who knows me knows, I live with a black cat and a very large greyhound both of which infuriate me and give me love to no end so the cat is just sitting here right he's now he's literally sitting here right next to us during our podcast and he's kind of making a frumpy face it's it's hilarious frumpy is his go-to he goes from incredibly affectionate to very ornery very quickly like most cats and then my dog he is sleeping for probably 20 hours a day and pooping on the floor less and less every single day except today he pooped on the floor a decent amount but it's all right as long as he's trending in the right direction and john how are your fluffy friends doing so yeah i have two dogs they're doing really good um we have a dog his name is mullet he is over 130 plus pounds oh my god <laughs> we're working on that so i walk him as much as i can because He's a big dog. Well, he might have to start rolling him soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I think he is actually starting to lose some of the weight now because he's 
it's so funny to see, but I'll sprint with him a little bit here and there, and he's just so big that it. No, it's hilarious. I actually had a couple people ask if he was pregnant because <laughs> he looks so big, and uh, it's it's hilarious. But uh, he's actually, I think he's lab mixed with um, uh, mastiff, I think. Uh, but I call him the dog faced manatee. And it's it's funny because he looks like a manatee or a killer whale. And sometimes he jumps for his leash when we go for a walk. Like when I go to grab it, he gets so excited. He'll like jump up and I'm like, oh, it's like free Willy because he's like. <laughs> I'd be so scared of that dog jumping. Like, you know, yeah. elephants can't jump because they'll break their legs. Right, if they right. Jump, maybe so, yeah, I've been trying to get him to like stop doing that because, yeah, all that weight on him could hurt him or me because <laughs> he's, he's actually clawed my back already like in the process of doing his excitement thing. And then I have a Catahoula, which if you're not familiar, I learned this through my aunt because she tells me this all the time. Uh, she is a Catahoula, which is a Native American dog that was bred for hunting and killing. So it's really hard for us to get any other smaller pets because she will eat them. And it makes me so sad because I want a cat so bad and I can't have a cat because she will eat the cat. But she's a great dog. Uh, we actually rescued her uh, from Louisiana. They were going to terminate her because she is white. And she's also deaf in her right ear, which she has two strikes against her. Um, is being white bad for that kind of dog? Yes. So typically they kind of have they They're also known as a leopard catahoula. They usually have like, you know, spots like a leopard and they're kind of, you know, they're real earthy looking and gray and brown and they look like they're camouflaged. Hmm. So... She's white, so they were just going to execute her, and we saved her, and she's a great dog, but totally insane at the same time, But and she doesn't poop on the floor. My dogs are really good about not pooping on the floor, not to rub that in your face, <laughs> but they are great dogs. They really are. I love them. Hey, poop on the floor is just an opportunity to build your patience, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, Frank is very big, but he's not very heavy, thank God. He's only like 60 pounds. Yeah, he he's 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 kind of he needs to gain some weight a little bit there, but yeah, he's a sweet dog. I like him a lot. And yeah, that's what's up going on with our little furry friends in our homes, all rescued it sounds like. So don't don't send us hate mail. They're <laughs> all are they'd be dead if it wasn't for us, probably. Yes, probably. So we're going to cash in on the whole coronavirus thing for the time being because honestly, there's really nothing else, anything, there's nothing that, yeah, this is all people want to talk about. Let's, let's be real. So just go on Facebook and it's literally every other post. If that is being underestimated, I think almost every post is something along the lines of coronavirus or people talking about how they don't want to talk about the coronavirus, which counts as talking about the coronavirus. So I want to focus a little bit more on the vegan take on this, specifically some of the reactions I've seen. So first, I'm going to get the whole PETA thing out of the way. Uh, PETA is generously selling $3 face masks that you can put on that say go vegan on them. And it's just such a typical PETA cashing in on everything and being awful and oversimplifying the issue as always, which transitions nicely into what most people are saying where it's the whole i told you so if we all were just vegan none of this would be happening y'all and yeah i guess in a world where everyone was compassionate towards animals and practice that in their everyday life and their ethics closely follow their actions 
most problems wouldn't exist between war and poverty and all that animal exploitation if everyone lived a truly vegan ethical lifestyle basically every problem in the world probably wouldn't exist but reducing that and choosing this as the hill to die on and this time and place just seems real silly to me john thoughts yeah i mean i agree with that um i do think it is kind of funny that well not funny but kind of silly that uh pita is doing that with the face mask <laughs> it's like i i've seen that and i saw that you know they were just like oh like wear these masks and it's like wow you're really trying to like cash in on this <laughs> it's like you should be helping people not pushing your agenda necessarily and it's like come on but yeah i see what you're saying it's just people just need to like take a deep breath and just you know not try and blame certain groups of people or even species. I mean, I just saw something about um, people are blaming bats for the whole coronavirus. I mean, I don't know how true that is. And even if it were, like, it's like, you can't just, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they need to like not do that because that's going to make people go crazy and start killing all the bats. Like, no matter what kind of bat it is, like, they're just going to start killing bats. And they already have a bad rep, so it's like... Don't do that. <laughs> they might go batshit crazy, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, they yeah. might. And but yeah, go go, well, I mean, you can advocate for veganism on literally probably any topic. And right. so when everyone's freaking out about stuff and getting on edge and on stressful and all that, the last thing you want to do is add more fuel to that fire in that conversation by saying something, well, yeah, life sucks right now, but if you were vegan, none of this would have happened right. kind of deal. right. Yeah, I mean, we got to stop doing the whole I told you so thing. Like, that's not going to help us. <laughs> it, it just, it, it, it could backfire real easily. People would just be turned off by that. And I kind of feel like I'm turned off by it just, and I'm a vegan and I don't really want to say, ha, I told you so about that. Cause I mean, it, it's not helpful. And then the whole bat thing too. You're right. They don't get a good reputation by any stretch between dracula and then mm -hmm. vampire bats and then they're also kind of scary looking no offense to bats but that's just my own oh, thoughts i think they look like sky puppies i don't know what kind of puppies you have but <laughs> sky puppies <laughs> it'd be a good name for a band it would be a great name for a band but i don't know they're just, i think they're cute like well it depends on the bat too i mean some some are pretty funny looking but i most of them i think are just kind of cute but i did hear that they are pretty sure the coronavirus stemmed from not factory farms or anything that directly relates to veganism as most people see as fighting and combating, but from pangolin bushmeat or a consumption of pangolin meat. And pangolins are basically like giant armored armadillos, armadillos, I suppose. And they were from a port in China. Mm. So it's even if the world did go vegan, it probably wouldn't have done anything because the consumption of these isn't really related to standard animal agriculture. It's right. more related to indigenous people, rural right. poverty and all that, trying to find a living mm -hmm. by selling the only thing they have around, which are weird armored armadillo things that rich people love to spend lots of money on and eat in China, apparently. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's all a lot more crazy and complicated and ridiculous than we know and I think reduce you down to just go vegan and none of this will happen is very silly and we should try and be a little more critical about it. I agree. But you should go vegan, just not 
because of that. <laughs> yeah, you should go vegan because the animals shouldn't die, not because right. viruses happen. Right. That's the whole reason you should. And we shouldn't have to have people dying left and right for people to want to go vegan. It should just be something that they do because it makes sense from their ethical stance. Exactly. I agree. Another part that pisses me off about the vegan reaction this is just because you're vegan doesn't mean you won't get sick. I don't care what yes. juice you're drinking, what supplements you're taking, how many pieces of broccoli you ate, you could still get coronavirus. Absolutely. Well, if you do get it and you're vegan, all of a sudden you're not doing it right or something? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're probably going to see a lot of cases like that because people, they just they have this mindset where they think that veganism is the cure-all for everything and it's not. I mean, it's yes, you can do healthy things and it'll help you, but it's it's not a cure for anything at all. I mean, it, it just isn't. <laughs> I think, uh, did you read Seth's blog post? Seth is one of our other volunteers and board members at Animal Advocates and he had a blog post about how he's vegan and had a heart attack yep. so it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be invincible. Right. I mean, I mean, there's so many factors that can play into that. It, you know, I mean, it's, it could be genetics, it could be anything really. And it's like, we need to, you know, just be aware of yourself and just take care of yourself. But you know, there's some things you cannot prevent. I mean, is that we're humans. That's what we do. We get sick and die. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess my message to all vegans out there and suggestion would be to Think a little bit more critically before you start advocating for veganism in this context, in this climate, and really come at it from more of an empathetic perspective rather than a aggressive, in-your-face, I-told-you-so type angle. Agreed. So the VCon podcast is an extension of the Animal Advocates uh, South Central PA, and as a result, I feel it's our due diligence to give you a nice update on all things Animal Advocates, especially in light of these tumultuous and uncertain times. So, elephant in the room, a lot of events everywhere are getting canceled left and right, so you probably won't see us out in public for the next few weeks in any kind of advocacy setting. If your job is to engage over 250 people having a law in place that prevents gatherings over 250 people makes that pretty difficult. But we do have some other cool things in the books. Um, John, do you have any of those that written down that you could probably elaborate on? I do. So we are uh, going to obviously keep the podcast going, um, even if we have to do it through uh, callers or whatever. We actually just tested that out, and it sounded great. So... We will keep doing the podcast. Um, we will still keep doing videos if we can, and we'll give people updates on things like that. Uh, we do plan on keep keeping up with the uh, vegan spotlight, and we were going to try and do a cooking show. We'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> that was something we were going to do with uh, Leg Up Farms, Farmer Market. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, but, yeah, we do have some stuff coming up. We just... Uh, like you said, we need to be careful about, you know, doing group things like that, but we're, we're going to still be active just in different ways. So yeah, just stay tuned to our website and, and our Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And we still want to have people stay involved. So one thing we're looking at is doing a commercial, I believe. Yes. That- so if you're looking to help out with that, take a leadership position at or really just offer anything you can, please reach out to us on our Facebook page is always the best place to get to us. And uh, this podcast itself, we're always looking for guests with unique, interesting perspectives, cool experiences, or just people who want to hang out with us for a bit and talk about vegan stuff. 
And then always looking for blog posts too. So if you're a writer, you don't want to put your face or voice out there, you can put your words out there. Again, Facebook page, reach out to us, get in touch, and we'll be more than happy to find something for you to do.